2: Trigger warning, the following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive in to some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. The last time we left the Johnny Depp Amber Heard Saga, we were at their wedding in February of 2015. Drugs and dancing to follow. Drugs and dancing to follow. (laughs) So just a month later, they would have what I think is one of the worst marital battles in the history of marital battles. It's bad. And this would be where Johnny Depp had have uh, the middle finger of his right hand the tip of his middle finger was severed bah. during this argument. <laughs> it's so bad. like How far? Um, I think it was just the, like the, oh, I can like show to it. To the first knuckle? I'll show or... it to you. Hold on. I'll show you the photo right now. Yes. Okay. You do have to see, like, how bad it was because it was bad. Oh. <laughs> oh my. It's bad.
3: I don't even know what to make of that. Like, if someone said that's a finger, I'd be like, no, it's not. I it's, know uh, I don't know. You can what see it like
2: we're the bone yeah. like oh uh,
3: not cut out for healthcare, that's for sure. Not
2: Absolutely. a good time. Not a good time happening. So hard passed. Hard pass on that one. Their marriage would continue for another year after that. Isn't that why? What after of? he loses part of his finger, <laughs> he's like,
3: "I got four more." It's <laughs> <fine.
2: What? laughs> oh. So as usual, throughout all the court proceedings, both of them would say the other was to blame, as normal. But as normal, no one else like only one of them has things backing up what they're yeah. saying. There's um, a voice recording, a hidden voice recording through Ooh. this. Yeah, someone was recording, and no one knows like. Who hit record, although I think we know Uh, who hit record. Um, But yeah, so there's a secret recording. There's text messages. um, We're going to go through witness statements, the whole shebang here. Um, My source material that we're about to discuss, I do use the United Kingdom um, transcripts. Um, I've got text messages, everything from the court proceedings, along with the audio from um, Incredibly Average. Um, But yeah, make sure you're checking things out on your own. Make sure you're doing um, your own research when it comes to this case as of right now i should be in fairfax because we film ahead of time hey, hey. so i'm heading to fairfax for the trial so if you follow me on tiktok um it's at delalio d my last name first initial and i will be live streaming in the morning when we're going to like cheer him into the courtroom <laughs> I love justice it. for johnny depp but yeah um this will most likely be a two-parter make sure you watch both parts um but yeah we're gonna get into the wine what do we got
3: Okay, so super fitting. Very fitting. We have 2019 Three Finger Jack. Three fingers. And Jack. You know, Jack Sparrow. (laughs) It's so fitting. Um, Not to mention, it's also rum barrel aged. So I was like, that's, you know, Johnny Deppie.
2: Yeah, it is Johnny Deppie.
3: So the history, this is kind of funny. You know how like they, like it's all marketing wine. Oh, yeah. We pick by the label. We do. Mm -hmm. Three Finger Jack was a notorious desperado who roamed the Sierras. Um, Nobody knows where he came from, how he lost two fingers. So he lost two fingers. Johnny only lost one. Oh, man. where he died. But his legend lives on today in Lodi, California, which is where they grow grapes. Like, if he really died, no. (laughs) That's terrible. Um, Yeah, so like I said, it was aged. Part of it was aged in rum barrels, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, And then the rest of it's aged in, like, normal oaky oak stuff. Um, Oak stuff? (laughs) French and American oak, like everybody else. But... They're fancy because also rum. So let's taste this.
2: I'm excited. The rum should give it like a really cool flavor. Yeah, I'm excited by what the tasting notes say.
3: Mm. If you can imagine, I mean, obviously, we're talking about rum. We're talking about Johnny Depp. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be like
2: spicy. I'm excited.
3: You're think Here, should I serve you first? Is that polite? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I finally am getting manners on the show because we're drinking wine. <laughs> I'm like, I better step up my manners as i like chug 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 from this bottle um all right so sip sip cheers cheers oh it's gonna be a good story i'm good with this
2: yeah this is really good wow what was the price point on this
3: hmm 17 dollars oh my gosh 20
2: dollar bottle it's like a little bit light
3: for what we're used to Mm -hmm. it's a red blend i don't know what is blended in there.
2: I thought it was going to be at least $30 with the way the bottle looks along yeah. with the taste. The taste is actually really good. It's like
3: smooth, mm-hmm. not overpowering. So, what do you taste?
2: Anything? It's definitely spice. spicy. It's definitely spiced, yeah. Yeah.
3: Spi- baking spice, nutmeg, and then delicious campfire made s'mores. Oddly specific.
2: I want some so s'mores. does have like a smoky, a smoky. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I want some more wine. <laughs> Yum um cool they also have a cab and a chardonnay in three finger jack and that's all i know about this
2: wine it is strong i tell you what but it's good I like my wine's strong <laughs> my wine, like, I like my wine, <laughs> yeah. like I like my men.
3: Fourteen four five percent. Like I like my men. Oh god. Oh
2: god, this is gonna be
3: fun. Oh, there's a great video. We'll give you the link too to go watch. Like I mean they did a really good like job marketing this wine. There's like three finger jack wandering the Sierras, but I'm like oh. But it's Napa. Okay. But it's um, Napa <laughs> Um, but it, it's a cool video. Cool video and great Instagram too. Hmm.
2: Cheers. Cheers. So let's dive into what happened in Australia in 2015. And yes, this is the same year that Amber would smuggle her dogs into the country, but don't oh, worry. Yeah. It's not happening yet. They, um, the next month, cause you know, the marriage has to continue after this. So in April is when she takes them oh, into my. the country. Yeah. That's um, a great start. I'm really tempted to do a perjury episode so if you guys want it like let me know because I would love to we could literally talk for hours on there's a lot of perjury and next episode that we're going to be doing I'm excited for you because I think that's like the biggest case for like okay the herd sisters are liars got Mm -hmm. it under oath great good for you guys but anyways so Johnny was in Australia filming for the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean film Okay. Oh, see, so fitting. Yeah. And remember how when we were talking about the wedding, they had said, I think one of These his fries. friends ha- had, or well, what a- no, but one of his friends had alleged that um, she had been trying to move the wedding like as quick oh, as possible, up. Up, like for the um, prenup, but also because he was going off to film. So this would have been the f- movie he was like going to film
3: Oh, because okay. he'd been there
2: actually since February. So after they got, got married, it. he went to go, he started filming for pirates.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool life. A very cool life. Minus this stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, <laughs> otherwise, it would have been a cool life.
2: <laughs> remember we were talking about the penthouses, the Eastern Columbia yeah. building? Okay. So during this time, this would be the first time um, that under oath, sworn oath statement, the workers would have witnessed Elon Musk entering. Yeah. I so the like affair that. has already started by March 2015. Because remember, they- Dude, they were just married. I know. Yep. I know. Cool. And they were- and. Um, Elon, uh, they date you know, publicly after Johnny and her become separated and everything. So for all the parts so far, we've been looking at Camp Amber. We haven't really touched on Camp Johnny at all. It's mostly been her friends that have kind of been involved with all the stuff we've looked at so far. So, I mean, like, she set them up in her penthouse.
3: <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, they just, like, move in. Yeah. Take over the building.
2: So let's start talking about Johnny's team. So I don't know if I've mentioned these people to you before, but I kind of got a little bit more background information on them, so we kind of know what the characters are for this episode of Johnny's Cast life. the list here. Yes, let's go. So Jerry Judge, he is Johnny's, or was Johnny's um, head of security for almost 20 years before he passed away in 2019. If you have seen Johnny Depp in, candidly at all at a movie premiere or even like photos of him walking, you have seen Jerry Judge. Can absolutely promise you. You might cool. not even know you've seen him, but Jerry was there. Um, Dr. Kipper, Dr. David Kipper. We talked a bit about Dr. Kipper, I think in a oh, few Oh, he's the them. one that advises not to get married. <laughs> <yet. laughs> <laughs> he's like, don't do it. And they're like, cool, mess. let's go. <laughs> Can't wait to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember him. Oh, yeah. So um, he provides concierge medical services, um, does a lot of patient house calls and he specializes in preventative and holistic care. He's what's called an internist. So mm-hmm. I had my mother Google this cause I was on the phone with her talking about this. <laughs> but apparently, according to Google, um, this means that he specializes in prevention, diagnosis and, um, the treatment of internal diseases. Mm. So I know okay. Johnny has a lot of health problems, especially his liver due to his alcohol consumption. Sure. So, um, yeah, Dr. Kipper was there, um, for him during this time. I think he's still his doctor. Um, Dr. Kipper also wrote a book called the addiction solution. So he's dealt with team then?: Oh, he's definitely yep. <laughs> best of the best we got here. We've got Debbie Lloyd, who's Johnny's sobriety nurse. Okay. So, all right. She travels with him, I guess, as well. Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got Nathan Holmes. This is one of Johnny's personal assistants. Um, And then we've got Ben King. So this is the overseas version of Kevin Murphy. We love Kevin Murphy in this house. (laughs) We love (laughs) Ben King. (laughs) Oh, my. So he is the estate manager, like, oversees the house guy, right? So Ben's actually close with Amber, though. Um, really, so this is kind of interesting, this dynamic between the two of them. He had been their housing manager when they went to London in 2014. Said that individually, the couple seems like good people. <laughs> I like how he said individually.
3: Individually, they're
2: A-okay. <laughs> they're great, but together... Together, not so much. Oil and water, baby. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Before they arrived in London, he had been informed that Johnny was T-total. So... That means he's not drinking at all. Okay. t total? t total means like he is sober as fuck. Okay. Like, he is not drinking, but he noticed that a lot of large cases of wine were being brought into the house. So he okay, thought, wine is drinking. Well, but, but, so remember, I oh, but Amber was like, I don't drink. Well, that's so interesting. Remember the photo I sent you yesterday? I hope you can find it I don't it drink it. She's like, <laughs> I just
3: smell wine. I literally like, was what
2: at the bar at the um, airport and I was cackling. I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy when I <laughs> found that to photo. <laughs> was like, this is the funniest photo I've ever seen of her. Um, so no. So Amber was drinking this wine, right? Yeah. And Ben King said, um, in his statement that he thought it was weird. So he says he knows a lot of couples, especially people that deal with like addiction. Right. And he's like, Of course, every now and then, you know, you're human. So someone wants to have a drink of wine and, you know, the person that's using their sobriety, they just kind of have to, like, deal with it, you know? Yeah, you have to learn how to be part of society because it's out there. He said he'd never seen, like, someone drink as much around their partner. As Amber, like with a partner that's struggling with addiction.
3: Oh, I mean, I feel like that's really cruel if your partner's trying to, even if your partner's trying to lose weight, and you're there like smashing pizza or something. Yeah. Like it's like the same thing. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like putting this temptation in their in their way.
2: Yeah, and he said he would often like when he would arrive at the house to like clean up and everything. He always noted that Amber had an empty glass of wine at the on the nightstand table. Um, I know, I know, I know. So. We just day drink. He also said the couple fought like school children. <laughs> so we're often. I think we start. know that. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into this, let me give everyone a brief overview. If this was not your quarantine habit, like it was mine, <laughs> like diving into this, because you might be like the Australia incident. Like, what, what happened in Australia? Let me tell you. So. Amber says, because of course we have two versions of the story, sometimes many more. So Amber says Johnny was on a drug and alcohol fueled bender when she arrived in Australia on March 3rd. Now the dates are going to get interesting because the stories. Okay. Mark your calendars. (laughs) Mark your calendars. Start making notes because Amber says she arrived March 3rd and went to visit him. She said, um, she mentioned to him like, "Oh, you've fallen off the wagon," kind of thing, right? And she says it turned horrible from her for her from there on out. Like he got violent, and she thought she was going to die. Hmm. Okay. So she even claims this is where she makes that claim that she was sexually assaulted by him, right? With the Kate James thing, we've kind of touched on that um, a little bit um, in the other videos because her assistant would then go to court and have to make another statement where she said that no, she stole my rape story. So, uh, Amber also says that this was like a three day hostage type situation. She says this in her, yes. She would later when they're doing the cross examination, admit that she had all her devices. So she could have left at any time. And I wanted to read you a little bit of that. So this is Johnny's lawyer questioning her, um, Mm -hmm. So, you described being a hostage, a hostage-type situation. Is that what I read from your statement earlier? Yes. I said it was like one. Is that true? That's how I described it. (laughs) This is total lies, is it not? Because you had a cell phone. Yes. If you were a hostage, would you usually have one of those? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hmm. (laughs) Justice Nichols says, wait a minute. You had a cell phone, and you agree... That, and you agree that you did. I did. Ms. Laws says, you could have contacted anyone. And Amber responds, yes, I could have. Ms. Laws says, if you wanted to at any point. And Amber says, absolutely. And then she says, you could have left at any point, even of your own accord. No one was stopping you. And Amber says, I would need to be picked up. But yes, I could have called someone to do so. And Ms. Laws says back to her, "And you did not need to barricade yourself in at any point, did you? And she says, I disagree. And Ms. Law says, so do you accept that it is a total mischaracterization, even on your own account, to call yourself a hostage? Do you accept? And she says, absolutely not. This was my marriage. I lived in it. Okay.
3: Marriage is not a hostage situation. <laughs> do we need to get the definition of hostage out? That's so insane. She's like, I had my phone. I could have called anyone. but But I was
2: married time. We'll also talk about, I didn't mention him, but Malcolm Connolly. he's one of uh, Johnny's security team and we'll read his, his statement. But, um, Malcolm even says that there were four security guards just with the house that came with the house that, the, that mm-hmm. Ben King had rented for them and everything else oh, cool. that, so they're kind of paid for Johnny, but they're not really Johnny's team, you know? I mean, and they were there, really yeah, needed help. Yeah. They were there stationed people. there. So there right. were two of them at the front door and then other two were on four wheeled. Like, I don't know what they said, like vehicles, but I don't know what kind of vehicles they were, but they were on the property in these vehicles. So gotcha she could have left at any time. So like, stop, stop it. It's ridiculous. Um, so they're at this multimillion dollar, um, Brad, Brad and Angelina had stayed at this like multimillion dollar mansion at at some point. So yeah, it's like a big, it's a big house, but still she could have gotten help. Um, and judge Nichols actually mentions this in his judgment as well. He said, Heard's descriptions of the days in Australia is as akin to a hostage situation is something of a hyperbole, but doesn't, He kind of excuses it with that. Like, it's a hyperbole. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but... It's like one, but in what way? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, so he said she was not being kept in the house against her will. The house was set back on a long drive, but there were people around. Miss Heard had a mobile phone. She agreed in cross-examination that she could have contacted anyone. In the accidentally recorded conversation that we're gonna get into, <laughs> accidental, she spoke of phoning her sister. Miss Heard could have left the house. So, now Johnny's side of the story for this. Johnny instead would say, Um, that the argument began the morning of March 8th after a meeting that Amber had had with his lawyers to discuss a post-nuptial agreement. Oh. The catalyst. (sighs) Yes. In the end... Johnny Depp's finger was severed. How his finger became severed from this argument, it comes up for debate, especially when it, of course, comes to Amber's account of events. Now, Johnny would tell the courts, along with those closest to him at the time, because they didn't want a huge publicity thing. There was different stories varying at the time. Um, His publicist, his PR people, had released a story that he'd lost it in a go-karting accident. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's why they had to take a break from pirates, because obviously this stopped... Filming with Pirates for a long time. Because they had to find the finger. They, they had, had to, to find know. the finger. Oh, my he, God. he got MRSA, had to have surgery. He got MRSA? He got MRSA. He got it twice. <gasps> oh, that yeah. Kill, that can kill you. That can kill you. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, uh, um it, but Johnny told those closest to him that Amber had severed his finger during the argument by throwing a vodka bottle at him, and it hit his hand that was on the marble countertop of the bar. That, like, hurts my
3: hand to even think about, because that, that is, like, a look like, that finger is
2: obliterated. I know. I know. So, Amber would originally be deposed by the courts in 2016, and this was funny to me. I found an article where it said... um, when she would try to give her deposition, she threw a temper tantrum. This was according to TMZ and had to like leave the first time. Like she freaked out.
3: Oh, They were like, so like that, that's what happened. Plus a vodka
2: bottle. Yeah. Okay. Just add the vodka bottle in. Um, so her original story of what the hell happened to Johnny's finger was that Johnny had continuously punched a wall. And during With an his argument. With fingertip? I know. <laughs> until he lost it like literally in johnny's deposition like there's a clip
1: she says that i did it myself yeah (laughs) by punching a wall just another way to hurt you that's it uh i'd like to see reactions from scientists i mean and physicians who are you know familiar with kind of you know uh, this sort of trauma this sort of Um, thing because I'd I'd love to see her explain how someone hits a wall and if they put their fist through it that means that it's it's drywall or something it's not
2: he's like still in shock by it he's like I don't know how that would work because of the drywall and everything but okay got it Um, yeah so that's the first story that she has on it um uh, this account has changed twice more since this so we'll get into that yeah, I think we debunked that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and no
2: real quick before we dive into her statement, and especially her her statement just goes off the wall. But before we do that, I do want to say that I want to note their medical, like what they got medical. Yeah. So Johnny would arrive at the ER on March eighth with his finger partially severed. Right? Did they bring the re- the tip? So that in the audio recording you can hear they're still looking for it. So he's wow. been removed from
3: the house. Oh and my they're god, still looking for it. <laughs> I just imagine they're like, put it on ice, bring it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that that like finger though does not look like there's like a missing piece it looks like it's just like crush
2: obliterated well, yeah that's, that's what the doctor said so when johnny came in his security guard had told they were like we got to make a story because you didn't want the publicity i mean he's yeah. married to her like whatever else right so they're like trying to think of it and Jerry is like, okay, well, maybe you were cutting onions. Like, we can do, like, the cutting onions. No, store. you cut it off. Where's the other piece? Yeah, so that's what he initially told the doctor. And in the doctor's um, note, like, when he's de- – you can tell he doesn't buy it because he says it looks more like a crushing mechanism was used of sorts. Okay, I'm a yeah. doctor. But, you like, it are- looks like you stuck it in the drain. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. it's gross. Like, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so his bone would be pinned. I don't know what that means, but his bone would be pinned, and he was sent home to the apartment. So his team was staying at an apartment, almost hotel-like apartment situation. It's probably and- where they,
3: they put, like, I know this from other... No, I haven't had this done. I didn't lose a finger. Oh, you're talking about uh, being pinned, okay. Yeah, it's where they literally stick a pin to kind of, like, splint, like, one oh. bone to the other oh. bone. They do it surgically, and it's so that it's, like, heels, oh like, stable.
2: God.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, like dancers when they break their toes like enough, they have to like reset them straight and they put a pin in them. That's
2: why. Oh my god. Okay. Well. well now you know. Oh,
1: I
3: can like
2: feel it. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, it, like, sticks out. Like, yes. I wonder if you... I wonder if there's the pictures of that. Yeah. Horr- horrifying. So, the doctor did say at the time that Johnny wasn't, like, coherent enough to, like, talk about what was going to be done with his, like, finger. Like, what the plan was for it. And so, that's why they pinned it and everything else. And so, they were going to do it, like, the next day um, when he was sober. And... Because he was drinking yeah. during this event. Um, he, he's admitted to that in court and everything else. So, Amber... Old Ambie. So she, for her injuries and this whole thing where she almost died and, and everything else we're getting into, she had two hours of psychotherapy um for the incident and then returned to the LA penthouses on March 9th. So literally the day after. With all her fingers. All and her fingers. All, yeah, all her extremities. Yeah, no one reported seeing any injuries on her body at all. Um the nurse would only note that the patient felt sad about her relationship and she has anxiety. Um Yeah. No notes on bruising, cuts, anything else? Because she knows the shitstorm's about to hit the fan. Tell you what. So before we get into the UK trial, I found Amber's statement on what happened in, like she sent it to Virginia and it's different than the UK trial. So let me touch on it real quick here. Um, I just wanted to, it's not as long as the UK one. So She says, March 2015, Australia. On March 3rd, 2015, I arrived in Australia. And then that's what's interesting, too, about the dates. Like, she's over here claiming it was a three-day hostage situation. Johnny's claiming it was a morning situation. So it was March 8th in the morning. By afternoon, he's in the hospital, right? Got it. Meanwhile, she's saying it was a three-day hostage-like situation. She's, you know all this horrible stuff is happening to her. Yet when his team comes in, they only attend to him and he's the only one that goes to the hospital. It doesn't make any sense to me, but like whatever. And the
3: hostage is set free. Like this makes no
2: sense. Right? It's weird. So, but in his discharge letter from the hospital says, March 8th. Yep, whatever. So on March 3rd, she arrives Australia um, Has he'd been filming a movie. It was the first time I'd seen Johnny in about a month and I noticed that Johnny had lost a lot of weight and was behaving erratically. At some point in the next four days, I watched Johnny pull out what I later found out to be a bag of MDMA, ecstasy, even though Johnny was supposed to be clean at the time. Johnny told me that he, I had not explicitly forbidden him from taking ecstasy. She's the abused one, right? So how is she telling him she's what like kind of drugs, drugs he, he can have and she's the one that's serving drugs at the wedding? I don't I'm like if he was so abusive how are you dictating what kind of drugs he's exactly. allowed to have here? You're the hostage, remember? Oh my god. The argument heated up, Johnny pushed me, slapped me and shoved me to the ground before I retreated to the locked bedroom and went to sleep as I was jet lagged from travel. So she just went to bed. When I woke up the next morning, I went downstairs and Johnny was still awake and he had stayed up all night having taken about eight MDMA pills. He was also drinking again. We got into a fight that Johnny made physical and I barricaded myself in one of the rooms. That didn't stop Johnny from bursting through the door of the room I was in. By nightfall, Johnny had hit me multiple times, shoved me, pushed me to the ground, choked me and spit in my face. Johnny then handed me a liquor bottle that he was drinking from and asked me, what are you going to do? I threw the bottle on the floor. Johnny responded by starting to throw cans, unopened glass bottles at me. I wanted Johnny to go to sleep in hopes that he would sober up. Instead, he began to fight with me about our upcoming marriage. They were were already married. married.
3: Yeah. (sighs) open that
2: up. I observed Johnny then called multiple lawyers and representatives, including Tracy Jacobs and his agent at the United Talent Agency. That night, Johnny shoved me into a ping pong table that collapsed underneath me. Johnny threw bottles through a window panel of glass doors, breaking two panes and leaving glass everywhere. Johnny then grabbed me gripped, gripping my body in nightgown. He tore the nightgown off. And at some point I was naked and barefoot covered in alcohol and glass. Johnny grabbed me by my hair and choked me against the refrigerator in the kitchen. I tried to stand myself up, but I was sliding around the grass glass strewn floor and countertop. Johnny threw me away from him. And I tried to run away as Johnny continued to throw objects and alcohol at me. In one of the most horrific and scariest moments of this three-day ordeal, Johnny grabbed me by the neck and collarbone and slammed me against the countertop. I struggled to stand up as he was strangling me, but my arms and my feet kept slipping and sliding onto the spilled alcohol and were dragged against broken glass on the countertop and floor, which repeatedly slashed at my feet and arms. "'Scared for my life, I told Johnny you were hurting me and cutting me. "'Johnny ignored me, continuing to hit me with the back of one closed hand "'and slamming a hard plastic phone against the wall with his other "'until it smashed to smithere- smithereens. "'While he was smashing the phone, Johnny severely injured his finger.'"
3: So now it wasn't while he was punching the wall, now it's while he's smashing the phone. He smashes his own finger off.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, a fun little fun little quip here. You know, Ben King is their housing manager at this yeah. point in time. Um, in his statement, he says that there were no phones that had been injured, in, and he knew everything that was going right, on. Right, no in phones this house. are injured. Yeah.
3: I think if someone really like decimated their hand by punching it in the wall, there'd be blood. That was like a bloody stump. Mm-hmm. Or if they were smashing a phone, Um, Against the wall, there'd also be blood on the wall. Yeah. Like, this isn't that hard to prove or disprove.
2: She was able to get away from him. I barricaded myself upstairs in the upstairs bedroom and tried to go to sleep. On the third day of Johnny staying awake without sleeping, I came downstairs to numerous messages Johnny had written for me around the house, on the walls, and on my clothes. He did do this. I'll show you these (laughs) photos. (laughs) Written in combination of oil paint and blood from his broken and severed finger. Johnny also Oh yeah. <laughs> I, remember this. I remember being like what the <laughs> What? Well, this is like I believed Amber when everything was coming out and when that yeah. when that those photos were shot I was like "Oh, was the like, hell with them. Yeah. Cuz that's like bizarre. It's oh. like his bloody
3: stump of a hand in
2: paint like Yeah. So he explains a little bit but she wrote a message back to him too. <laughs> so <laughs> why it's just so crazy <laughs> like it's too much so now she claims that he urinated all over the house too in another attempt to write messages Ben King dismissed this as well saying he didn't clean up any urine so I mean yeah maybe it's still there I don't know but but, the house would probably get more <laughs> like, yeah Johnny urinated everywhere you so. here here <laughs> um man she was able to capture a few pictures of these messages because I had barricaded myself in the bedroom, even though they've been spread all over the house. Here is my question to this. Here is my question. Okay. There are no photos of Amber's injuries from this event. She didn't take any of her, any photos of these injuries. She's claiming that she, and she was, if this happened, she would be beat If she hell. was
3: drug through glass, glass and choked and, hold, and like held down.
2: Yeah. There would be some physical injuries. You'd oh think. yeah. And so, um, what I don't get is she didn't take any photos of herself. But then another thing I don't get, here's the mirrors. Before I get into what the messages say, um, when she took these photos, why is she so careful to stay out of them? Yeah. Like if she was so badly being, I don't get it. I don't know. And then another thing that doesn't make any sense to me. So this is in the bathroom. It's ad- true. It's on the, this is an adjoining bathroom to the bedroom that she said she barricaded herself in. So she's saying he did this at night while she slept. She was barricaded. How the hell did he get in there?
3: Yeah. If it's the bathroom that's attached to her room.
2: It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't, I'm not saying that he didn't. Obviously he did this, but I'm saying like your story isn't adding up here, dear. Like, it's not making any sense. I want to know what these say. Yeah, so this one says, starring Blurry Bob Thornton and Easy (gasps) Easy Amber. (laughs) So Oh, because Billy Bob Billy Bob, yeah. So he had been starring in a movie with her for London Fields. And according to one of Johnny's statements, Amber had lied to him about something to do with Billy at one point in time. So he posted that. But to that point, so they made a big deal in court about how he was like, almost like sh- slut shaming her and like really like putting a lot of like blame on like, how am I trying to say this? Like he's accusing her of cheating so much. Well, she was cheating at this point. Right. So why are we
3: It's not an, accusa- it's not an accusation. It's, yeah. it's a
2: fact. So then this one says she loves naked photos of herself. So hot, so modern. And then this in lipstick, but that doesn't look like his writing at all. That doesn't look like any of this. Says Although the judge ruled that he wrote it too. So to make, make that make sense. But, but what's it say though? It says, call Carly Simon, babe. she said it better, babe. So that's in reference to the You're So Vain song by Carly Simon. <laughs> 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 what
3: do you make of any of this? What a mess. It's a mess.
2: By the time she got the security guards to come upstairs, it had been almost 24 hours now since Johnny had cut off part of his finger. 24 hours? That's what she claims, but he claims it happened one morning. I, I don't think they'd even be looking for the tip of his finger if it had been Dude, over 24 Dude, if you lose a hours. tooth, you can't,
3: like, do anything with it exactly. 24 hours later.
2: Like, you lose your finger, you're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, his team was worried about the blood he'd lost, and so he was rushed to the hospital. That's a lie. He first went to the apartments where David Kipper saw if he needed... I mean, they don't want to take Johnny up to the hospital if he doesn't need to go because... Yeah, it's publicity. A, publicity, yeah. Like, so... Yeah. Um, when David Kipper realized that he couldn't he couldn't do anything like with it. That's when he was like, "Okay, we're going to the hospital." Um, but yes, afterwards, I went back to Los Angeles, um, and he went to his separate house in West Hollywood. I had a busted lip, a swollen nose, and cuts all over my body, which family, friends, and medical professionals and coworkers all witnessed. To this day, I still have scars on my arms and feet from this incident. Attached here too is the photos. Um, so let me show you the photos of her arm. So she took these photos um, years after the event. Okay. And, but I'm going to, so you're going to see a photo of my butt and we'll get Sasha ah. to crop it so that she can, but, but I wanted to what put this relevant? So I did this for my TikTok too, because this doesn't make any sense to me. So, I fell downstairs when, in 2015, it's literally the same time frame and everything, so I fell downstairs one Easter, literally, like, it's almost the same month, like, yeah. everything, so I was holding a cat bowl, and we had glass cat bowls, I was going down to get my, oh, so fancy, fancy Oh, feet. fancy cats, <laughs> I was going downstairs to the basement to get the cats their food, get a refill, right, I'm holding this glass bowl, and the wooden steps are slippery, I had, like, these, like, fuzzy socks on, oh, my, I like test gravity all the time, oh, I already so, did this, week my feet went out from under me and they wouldn't believe me in the ER. They were like, were you drinking? I'm like, I I actually wasn't. (laughs) I literally just fell down the stairs, stone cold sober. But um, I dropped the glass like bowl. While I was going and, um, fell on the glass. So Ooh. I had, and I didn't even realize, like Johnny will say in his statement, he's like, I just felt warmth. I didn't know either. It took me like 10 minutes and my oh, mom you just noticed. Felt warm yeah, you fell, my, yeah. I was just washing the blood off because I, I knew I'd cut myself. I was washing my hands. And then my mom was like, your yoga pants are ripped. And I looked up as when yoga pants were the yoga 2015. Pants. Yeah. And, and so then we looked and she was like, Oh my God, we have to like call an ambulance. Like I was like bleeding. Yeah. So I had serious cuts from being, I fell on glass, but, like, kind of the same thing. So Let me see your butt. Here's my butt. So that's my scar there, and then these are ambers. This is what – hers looks self-inflicted. Oh, hers are, like, linear, like, scratch. Like, yeah,
3: yeah and yours are kind of, like, a hot mess of, like
2: – Yeah, and something. I had stitches. Yeah, like, like something got crushed. Yeah. So that's the end what? of the Fairfax one, but I wanted to run through that because I was, like – None of this, like, makes well, where's, sense. that's
3: sense. And anyways, that's her photos. Where's the medical professionals' documentation or the photos or anything of that? If they were, like... They document it very
2: thoroughly when they think it's physical abuse or domestic abuse, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the nurse didn't say anything to that effect. Um, so her United Kingdom statement... So wait, explain for us why is this in the UK courts
3: and US courts? Oh, right.
2: So if you weren't here for, like, our other parts, um, basically... Uh, an article by The Sun came out calling Johnny Depp a wife beater over in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so he sued them for libel. Mm-hmm. And so that trial went on in 2020. Um, and it was ruled that the newspaper could call him a wife beater. It wasn't, a lot of people think he was found guilty in it. It wasn't Just because he's a public charge. figure. Yeah. So they can say that as free speech. Yeah. Um, so they deemed that that was fine. And then honestly, like, yeah. And then... Now we have the Fairfax, Virginia case, which is being handled um, here next week or this week now that you're watching us. Um, but he sued Amber for defamation. Gotcha. So we'll see.
3: Yeah, because she was on the one then. that was out
2: there with all of these, quote, details. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. She wrote that op-ed. and. Everything oh, that. yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. She spoke out against. I can't believe.
3: I, yeah. That she like put herself out there like that because she kind of got and away with signed- defamation before that oh he, in the in the court of like public opinion yeah oh yeah like, oh he's a wife beater we all side with amber mm-hmm. but then she had to do the op-ed too
2: just like the nail in the coffin which I know. is her coffin in this case i know australia march 2015 <laughs> i have seen johnny's comments in this claim this is amber that the incident in incident in australia was supposedly all about me losing my temper over him wanting a postnuptial agreement this is not true Johnny's sister, Christy, had raised the idea of a prenup before our marriage, and I had repeatedly said I would sign whatever. I even hired a lawyer to draft one. Why is she hiring? What the hell does she have? <laughs> <laughs> like, Trying to protect. <laughs> She's the one that told him she couldn't afford a hotel when they get like a When they, they get in a fight. fight, I can't afford a hotel, but, but let me hire a lawyer. A lawyer. Listen, I hired a lawyer to look at my contract. <laughs> it's pricey. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: expensive to each their <laughs> own. You all should get prenups. Yes, you should and get post-nups. <laughs>
2: Doesn't matter what you have. Do it. Oh, man. Um... But Johnny told me multiple times that he did not want a prenup. He said that if he saw a prenup, he'd rip it up. Okay. So we did argue about the prenup in Australia, but it wasn't about have, having a prenup or a postnup in principle. It was about Christy's influence on the whole thing and how it had been done.
3: Wait, who's Christy again? Christy
2: Dombrowski, sorry, Johnny's sister. Oh, And yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. one of his yeah, managers. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christy had tried to convince Johnny not to marry me without a prenup, and I had said that this was fine, and then I'd prepared one myself and sent it to them to consider, but no response came back, and in the end, we got married without one. He was on a lot of drugs. (laughs) Throughout the three-day incident, and he was very paranoid and not making sense, raising not just this issue, but a range of other issues in a completely incoherent manner. I said that we could call a lawyer and arrange a post if he wanted, and again, I said I, w- I would sign whatever. At one point later during the three-day ordeal, he called his people. I heard him call his manager, his agent, even his lawyer, and shouted at her, and even my lawyer, and shouted at her, too. She later texted me because she was concerned I wasn't safe he was making all kinds of nonsensical accusations about me. He did his usual thing of accusing me of having affairs with various co-stars like Eddie Redmayne and Billy Bob Thornton. Then, out of nowhere, he would have these strange, paranoid hallucinations. I don't know how else to describe it. For example, I love that. that I love it. She's not sure how she's going to do it. She's
3: like trying to gaslight like, the, the entire universe. She's like Everyone's paranoid. Everyone's I'm not having crazy. affairs.
2: Uh, what? For example, there would be a pause in the conversation. He would have some sort of hallucination and suddenly say, what about that guy you are fucking in New York you just told me about? I had no idea what he was talking about. The best way I can describe what happened in Australia is that it was like a three-day hostage situation. We were due to be there. That's like offensive to hostages. (laughs)
3: It's like a survivor. It's like God. Like you're in a million-dollar mansion drinking (laughs) champagne. Um, not a Stop. hostage situation. Free to, I mean, like
2: free to leave yes. whenever you want. So that's why it's not a hostage situation. It's absolutely bonkers, man. I tell you, we were due to be there for three days on our own, but it was only when I arrived that I realized I was trapped in this remote place without any means to leave, and that Johnny had already been using a bag of drugs. I was in a remote house, girl. You got there somehow, <laughs> right? You can't leave. You can't leave.
3: They're like, they,
2: they drove off. <laughs> Save me for my multi-million dollar mansion and husband, please. Like...
3: There's people all around. Come on. I just can't. That's so silly. They
2: literally have guards at the door, but she can't get me help. And they're not even his guards. Like, they're I like, just like, like... She can't even argue it was his people. It's like, no, they, it was, they
3: came with the no, house. they're not even his people. <laughs> and they have these, like, ATVs or whatever yeah. vehicles. Like, steal one, girl. You're, if you're a hostage... If I'm a hostage... I'm not going to be sitting there with my cell phone like <laughs> flicking through the gram. I'm going to be like looking for a way out. Yeah. Come on. This is that's so it's silly. It's
2: ridiculous. Wow.
3: Okay. Just that to say.
2: I could not leave. I was trapped and isolated with a violent person suffering from manic depression, bipolar disorder. I did look this up. He has been, he has been diagnosed sure, with these. But and, yeah. yes. and a pattern of repeated drug-induced psychosis and violence, who was on a multiple-day drug and alcohol binge. Over the course of those three days, there were extreme acts of psychological, physical, emotional, and other forms of violence. It is the worst thing I have ever been through. I was left with an injured lip and nose and cuts on my arms. Day 1. I'm not joking. She listed it like this. Like it's like a diary. Day 1. <laughs> Night Wilson, <laughs> I mean, like that's so crazy. She's gonna write it on the mirror day one. Oh man. oh man, I don't like. I don't disagree with her. It probably was a bad trip. Like, oh, if it you're sounds like a
3: it sounds like a nightmare. Oh, or just like
2: not a hostage situation. and not a hostage situation though. Yeah, no. Oh man, a shitty vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shitty vacation. Over arguing over prenup, nup shit. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Like, it, it's not it fun. Is. It but like, like hell. but geez, Louise. Day one. So she went to visit Johnny while he was filming Pir- pirates. He was very thin, which is a typical sign that he'd been using. I hadn't seen him for some time because we had both been filming. When I got there, I wanted to connect with him, but he just seemed to want to drink. At some point, he took out a bag of MDMA M- MDMA ecstasy, and I guess I had some sort of negative reaction to that. He said I was being the quote-unquote moral police. And it was, quote unquote, not on the list. And then in brackets, she says, of drugs we'd agreed that he was not supposed to take. So now she's saying that we had agreed, not that she'd forbid him from taking. (laughs) I said something to, um, to him about losing weight. He said something to me about being mouthy. He pushed me into the fridge and slapped me and grabbed a bottle of wine or booze and took a swig from it in front of me. And at some point, he took a handful of ecstasy. I stomped off to go upstairs to the upstairs bedroom. I do want to say my mother noted um, when we were listening to the audio this week that they recorded. Um, not it, it happens after he's the finger has been like severed and he's being removed from the house. She stomps like she's stomp, She's stomp, got some stomp, solid stomp. feet on her. That <laughs> woman, yeah. Like man, oh man. I so, love the drama. Just stomp it off. She's stomping away, man. Um, he got in front of me and wouldn't let me pass him to go upstairs. I tried to push, push past him, but he pushed me to the ground. I felt like a rag doll. I got back up, and he said something like, you want to go? You want to fight? Tough guy. And he slapped me in the face. Eventually, I got away from him. I went upstairs to the bedroom and locked the door and barricaded myself in with furniture, so I would be alerted if he tried to get in, and um, I tried to sleep. Day two.
3: Okay, if you, <laughs> if you just got slapped in the face, And you're, like, having such a miserable time. Why are you staying for day two? You're not a hostage. Like, let's just be real. So why are you staying for day two?
2: I don't, like, I I tell you. I tell you. The next day, I came downstairs, and he was still up, and music was blaring. He was on the lower level. He didn't sleep for any of this, by the way. I mean, mind you, if he was on ecstasy, okay. Yeah, sure. But, like. Then leave. (laughs)
3: Like, clearly, you're not having fun, Amber. Like, leave. Go.
2: You got all your friends at your LA penthouse. Like, I'll be out of here.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Get in the rover. No, I'm just kidding. It's Australia. I We're going to touch on the oh, rover, wow. actually. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Next episode, we are going to touch on that damn rover because that's the thing she's most concerned about when she gets back to LA she's is like, putting can her I name on rover, the insurance though? papers. I'm yes, not joking. She's... I know. <laughs> oh, she's crazy. Okay. So. She's not going to live in a hotel. She's going to live in the rover. The rover. Oh, my God. He was on the lower level. Um, Where the kitchen, there is a kitchen, a bar, and a ping pong table. It's like a games room. I said to him I wanted to make us some food to try to make peace with him. Why would you want to make him food? Like, okay, whatever. It doesn't sober you up? And I guess it's an olive branch? I guess. I don't know. It's crazy. I thought I would feed him in hopes that he might sleep. Okay, we got a little bit of an answer there. He had been up all night on ecstasy. I took the steaks out and turned, turned the oven on. I was wearing a burgundy nightgown that Dr. Kipper had given me as a wedding gift. There was cocaine on the bar, so I knew he'd been using. He was drinking Jack Daniels from the bottle, and I saw a bag of pills. At this point, there were only a few left. There had been 10 or so in there, so I could tell that he had taken a lot. He took some more in front of me and chased them down with red wine. So he had a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hands, but now he's taking red wine and chasing his ecstasy pills down with it. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. I mean, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot. The but smorgasbord. I, but. Man. And I'm like, for this, like, years later, you remember, like, I I mean, I guess. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, which he was drinking straight from a large bottle. I said something like, Johnny, did you really take all of those? I think I also said to him that he should not take it with all the medication he was on. He, Like, how is he not dead if he's... <laughs> Dude, I, I, like, am I- questioning, like... Yeah, like this man's a horse. Like yeah. that's insane. Yeah, and you think too—he's like in his fifties, his liver shot. Like, how is he not? If he is doing all of it, also she talks about him dragging her like through glass and everything. I'm like, is he hulked out? I mean, I guess if he's on MDMA or something, like maybe he gets that like burst of energy. But you I'm like, 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 meth Christ. or something. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Hulked out.
3: Um, I don't know. I can't say. Clearly, we weren't there. But mm-hmm. think about like. Um, was it ac drummer just died? Oh no! Um, it was a uh,
2: Foo Fighters. <sighs> yeah, I that's like, right. I just to see the horror movie. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and mm-hmm. his talks talks report was like a laundry list. Not to say that some Crazy. of it was supposed to be like medication and stuff, but it's just it's just like a this is not uncommon for Hollywood to have like little Isn't multiple things in your system and it's insane that someone can live with that much in their system. I'm like, oh God, I took Tylenol. Are we allowed to drink wine? I oh like, I'm like I'm like, like paranoid. Yeah,
2: I am too. No, I and like I used to take um I even I found out you're not supposed to take like melatonin and um oh what's there's like another it's like a stupid It's supposed to up your immune system, but I got so paranoid. I was like, "Oh my god, I've been doing that for months! I kill myself (laughs) with supplements." Yeah, I'm like super careful about it.
3: So to hear people that are like, (gasps) like it's a garbage disposal in there. I'm like, oh
2: shoot, really? You lived? Yeah. So maybe. uh, Maybe. He was reaching for the bottle, and I tried to take it from him. He was verbally abusing me, saying everything that my friend said about you is right. Everyone hates you on set. You've changed so much, I don't love you anymore. It was really upsetting and hurtful, and I didn't understand what I had done. He grabbed me by the neck and shoved me against the fridge. I could smell the whiskey on his breath. She writes it like a novel man. well, she writes it like in
3: the, the most dramatic way,
2: and with a lot of details, you know they say you can tell a liar when they're like shoving like all the details like so many in it. details, yeah. He said he could crush my neck and told me how easy it would be. It was chaotic. I remember glass breaking. He had me by the hair and hit me and slapped me in the face. Johnny screamed at me and grabbed me by the wrist as I tried to leave the room. Then violently dropped my arm and said something like, well, leave anyway. Girl, please. Please, please. (laughs) We're waiting for you to to leave. I somehow managed to leave the room. And I don't want to say like. I mean, we're talking about a very specific incident. I don't want to feel like it's like talking about women in general. Like, no, you this should is leave that applicable for this situation. Th- this situation yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm only criticizing Amber Heard as a woman who has been like in a domestic violence situation. And like, I. And I would, also
3: only because she's put herself out there for this to be questioned. Exactly. Like, exactly. because of her perjury, she's put mm. this out there to mm. be under the microscope. Mm-hmm. Fair.
2: Yes. Fair game. Exactly. I somehow managed to leave the room. I started packing a bag. I'm surprised it's not in the office. He barged in. He <laughs> just
3: like, got to get that nightgown <laughs> from Dr. Kipper, put it in my, out of the
2: office. <laughs> he barged in and he kept screaming at me. Over the course of the day, he kept attacking me. He hit me, pushed me, choked me, and spat in my face. At some point, I went back to the lower level because I wanted to try again to cook Bing a pong. meal. Oh, I mean, I wanted to ping pong <laughs> and get things back to normal. What the hell is normal? <laughs> he was still drinking boo- booze from the bottle. He was so mad at me, and I didn't know why. His eyes were black. Girl, drugs don't wear off
3: <laughs> for a while. You're not gonna be like cooking breakfast and half and be like, "Oh,
1: hello, good morning." Like, <laughs> Welcome back. what? Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: I love it. His eyes were black. I'm like, how? (laughs) Thought he was choking you. Like this, like it doesn't make any sense. I told him to put it down and to stop. He became extremely mad, screaming at me, "Fuck you! I fucking hate you!" He offered me the bottle. You want it? What are you gonna do? He was threatening me with the bottle of liquor. He provoked me to take it. I said, "Yeah," and I took it and smashed it on the ground. This set him off. He picked up another bottle and threw it at the wall right next to me. I retreated to the bar area. He started throwing bottles that had liquid in them, full enough to break a window behind me. I felt the glass shatter behind me. I was too scared to look. He was throwing full bottles hard at me, with real velocity and intent to hurt me. I'm so sorry I saw your face, With the, I was too scared to look. It's a lot, man. He was screaming at me, I fucking hate you. There was broken glass all around me, all around the room, and I was really scared. I was screaming at him, pleading him to stop. He put the bottle against me, the broken bottle against me, screaming at me. I remember thinking, I don't want him to headbutt me. This is a callback. We haven't talked about this. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry, but... If
3: someone were like, this is making me anxious to feel like if you, if that were real, like oh, yeah. if all of those were really 100% true details or that's how she perceived it, it makes me anxious to mm-hmm. be like under attack. I wouldn't be provoking them by being like, fuck you, smashing bottles too. Yeah, I yeah. would be like, calm down. Well, she's saying Let's he did do- it. Yeah, Well, I know. Yeah. But then she was like, I took the bottle from him yeah. and smashed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get you have rage issues, girl, but like. Yeah, don't You're provoking them. someone then that's like acting like they're on drugs.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. If I you're agree. scared for your life, like maybe don't provoke them. Yeah. <sighs> I was thinking that I needed to get out of striking distance because I was worried he would break my nose. He clearly wasn't in control of himself and I knew he could really hurt me in this state. I tried to run past him to get away and he grabbed me by the hair. He hurled me around. I fell into the ping pong table and it collapsed underneath me. He ended up on top of me. Next, I remember running toward the kitchen. I was trying to run to get out of there, but there was no exit. I was cornered, trapped. He grabbed me by the neck and kept smashing me against the fridge, saying, you fucking do this to me every time. You fucking did this. You fucking make me do this. There was broken glass everywhere, and my feet were getting cut. He had me up against the fridge and grabbed me, uh, grabbed the front of my gown and ripped it open. So at some point, I was bare-chested. I don't remember what he was saying But he was mocking me, touching my breast, ripped off the rest of the gown, and I was naked. He grabbed me by my breast and kept shoving me up against the fridge. There was an old-fashioned mint green and cream house phone, like so many details, mounted on the wall next to the fridge. At some point, he picked it up, smashing it against the wall next to me, right next to my face. He was smashing it so hard and so many times that it smashed to pieces. I remember the floor was wet and my nightgown, it was on the floor and it had gotten soaking wet. I did notice that. I also noticed blood on the floor. Glass was broken everywhere on the floor, the countertop. At some point, he pulled me around by the neck and pushed me against the, bra, against the bar. I do want to note real quick. So reading that, I just kind of caught something in my head from after I listened to the audio. Yeah. So at one point, David Kipp, Dr. Kipper, he mentions that there's blood all over the floor. And mm-hmm. he's talking about from Johnny. Like, he says, like, oh, my God, he, like, you know, because of his finger, right? They never make any mention of Amber being physically hurt at all. Like, no one is, and that's immediately after the incident, and no one is, like, concerned about her. They're literally, the audio recording is them saying, we need to get her the fuck out of Australia and take care of Johnny. Huh. Like, that's their, that's the whole context Whoa. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And where are all these bodyguards?
3: There's four guards.
2: I four, mean, like, it's I a know. big place.
3: But, like, where's everybody else? I know, like, I'm there's like, this why like, why didn't huge,
2: they intervene? Like?
3: like, this isn't just, like, a one second, oh, I smashed a bottle and this fight's over. Mm. This is, like, what, we're, like, at least 15 minutes in to yeah. this fight. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine. They're just playing ping pong. Like. Yeah. No, like, if this happens, she's, like, running from room to room and, like, yeah. stuff is smashing and. Yeah. It seems like a little insane that no one would intervene.
2: It's crazy. With all these bodyguards and security present. Right? I was trying to tell him that I couldn't breathe. I remember thinking that he was going to kill me in that moment. The floor was wet and I was slipping. I couldn't get a purchase. And I was kicking my feet, trying to stand up, but nothing was catching. I was using my forearms to try to raise myself up and cutting myself on broken glass on the counter. I remember pleading with Johnny, saying that he was hurting me and cutting me, and I asked him to let me up. He ignored me continuing to hit me with the back of his closed hands. He was screaming at me over and over again. You ruined my life. I hate you. I'm going to fucking kill you, and I'll fuck your corpse. (sighs) That is in reference to his text to Paul Bettany. Um, He had said this was when they were dating. I don't think they were even married yet. He had messaged his friend, Paul Bettany, and they were talking about whether she was a witch or not. They said in court it was related to... um, uh, monty python skit and burn burn the witch but i i've never watched it i I don't know i don't know know about i definitely Um, don't know and he did say like burn burn the witch after we like burn her all fucker corpse or it it was really horrible and i like don't appreciate it at all but like that's yeah so that's what that's not his finest moment in reference to yeah so he said it so loud over and over again i'm going to fucking kill you i really thought i might die I talk, about the, uh, I talk about the end of this incident on a confidential schedule annexed to my statement. At some point, I got out. I had cut myself all over, and I still have scars on the bottom of my feet, on my arms, from slipping on the grass. We looked at the picture I made it upstairs. At some point, I was in the bathroom throwing up repeatedly because that's where she kind of alleges that he had sexually assaulted her too. Um, uncontrollably, I took sleeping pills that Doctor Kipper had provided me to put myself to sleep. I locked myself in the bedroom and managed to somehow sleep. It could have been for a long time. I slept very late. I do want to say my mom and I were talking about we've been in domestic violence situation. My father, like it yeah. was a bad time, and um, it's like you don't sleep in those situations like you can't like I don't even well you're amped up you're You're like you're like like heightened yeah so and I don't think you'd want to sleep like I wouldn't want to take the pills I would be like no what if he comes in here yeah Yeah, like what if he comes in here yeah so Johnny's account of his severed finger is is also untrue. I would be very surprised if he remembers anything about the whole event. He was in such a state. I gather he has explained some of his actions as being in shock. I am no doctor, and I don't know um, if he was in shock or not, but I was there, and I know he had drunk a huge amount and taken a lot of drugs. He was completely out of his mind and out of control.
3: I'm sad for them both because clearly... St- something transpired. Mm-hmm. Like neither of them are in the right. That's oh, her yeah. side of the story. Yeah. But that's, that's man. It makes me sad for Johnny to be out of control at, in like that. This is even like a question. There's no excuse for domestic violence. No. And clearly Johnny's not in the right, no matter what her side is. If he's on drugs and like intimidating at a bare
2: minimum, like that's yeah, oh not, yeah, that's, that's not, not that's okay. we not, that's well, that's not I'm good. saying that's no. okay. Yeah, no, no. So yeah, no. But I don't think that's how it went down at I'm just all. Just saying, yeah, but I don't yeah, believe but, her but version of the story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Day three, I came back downstairs and it was daytime. I had slept for a very long time. Music was blaring. but I didn't see Johnny. Everything was broken and shattered. I noticed that he had painted on a lampshade and on the sofa and the wall and the mirrors. I don't know about the sofa. He did paint on a lampshade. He says it's his coping mechanism, like leaving these artistic messages. On. <laughs> I'm like, I don't um, like it, but like, all whatever. Right. Good luck and be careful at the top is what it says.
3: Is it a message to her? Or to him? It is.
2: So he said in his, um, when in the court transcripts, they asked him about like is ambition to you a bad thing. And he said, I think ambition and not wanting to work for it. Is the bad thing that was what he like specified it as of like you want the payoff, but you didn't work at all to get the payoff, kind of thing so. weird thing to write on a lampshade yes okay yeah I also want to say like she's talking about all of these cuts and everything I do want to note this is her on March 29th which is just this is supposed to have happened uh, she says March 3-4 she's not even wearing socks on in these shoes like if her feet were all cut up she seems totally fine she doesn't have any bruises anything on her mind you this is a few weeks later but then I wanted to show you she was filming the Danish girl at this point in time so this is April 6th so this is a month later but if your feet had been drugged through Glass, would like, and there's no marks on her body. Like it's weird.
3: I think it's weird. I also think if your job is to work, and also like dancers go through like a significant amount of pain, like mm-hmm. like literally dancers bleed into their shoes. Yeah. So yes and no. Yeah. I think it's She's strange. She's not a dancer
2: though. She was being trained yeah. for like the Danish yeah. girl. But I see what you're yeah. saying. I mean like. like yeah. mm-hmm.
3: So if it's like a week, two weeks later, like you might have got your crap together and been like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I can. I can. So eh. yeah, fair, fair Fair enough. My- I don't like that no medical professional has ever, like, come oh, forward with, like, no. abuse photo, like, document, yeah. actual, like, medical documented photos of yeah. abuse.
2: Yeah, mean, yeah. like, Where excited. are those? Exactly. So, nurse Debbie Lloyd is actually going to be, she's been subpoenaed for this. And so, I'm Good. like, okay, let's see some, like, let's Tell see Tell us some what notes you got, here. Here. De- yeah. Debbie. Yeah. Apparently, she had broken ribs at one point, too. And I'm like, well, where, like, those kill you. Like, how? Yeah, I mean, they a puncture lung. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so...
3: I I like how on this podcast, I'm like, I have a law degree and a medical degree. (laughs) Total (laughs) speculation and opinion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I saw something painted at the wall at the bottom of the stairs. It looked like a word, but I didn't understand it. At least at first, I later realized the red was blood. At some point later, I took some photographs. So those are her photos. I was looking around for Johnny. I remember walking. Like, why are you looking for him? Is If I you're would, a
3: hostage, why are you
2: looking for your captor? Going back to that. I remember walking through the art space set up where I had been painting him a portrait for his birthday. When did she have the time in the three-day hostage situation to paint a portrait? She's like, time out from
3: breakfast. I got a portrait. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. It's so nonsensical. So crazy.
2: He wasn't there. I found him in the office downstairs. He was holding a Jack Daniels bottle with very little in it. I asked where he got it. His hand was covered in red, and there was black and blue paint everywhere. He had been writing on the walls and the furniture. There was so much red on him. At first, I thought it was my blood. And I thought, had I bled that much? My feet and arms were very bloody. They were not because I swear to fucking God, if his team had walked in and seen her fucking sh- in shambles, they would they were more. they were concerned with Johnny getting him help getting and getting her the fuck out of the country. Then they were also concerned of like, OK, PR, we can't have the pu- people knowing that this house was destroyed this way. And they're concerned about the house. So if he had really beat his wife, I think because they don't know they're being recorded. I think they would have been like we like boss beat her up like what are we going to do about that cover up about this yeah Yeah, but they're concerned about getting her the fuck out because she the property and dr kipper even says at one point he goes she shattered his bone like he (gasps) said so like yeah she she fucking did this so don't fucking like she oh she pisses me off so anyways (laughs) don't even (laughs) so anyways He held up his finger, so he's like sitting, you know, she's talking about how she was bloody. Anyways, he held up his finger and said, look what you made me do. I was covered in blood and paint, but I could, he was covered in blood and paint, but I could see the bone. I was really worried about how much blood he could have lost from his finger. He had been alone and bleeding for so long while I was asleep, and I was worried about losing him. I convinced him to call his security team. So this time she says she didn't see the finger get severed. So we've now changed the story. That he did it story. by himself when she was sleeping. When she was sleeping. So we've now changed the story three three fucking times. What was the first story? First story was he punched a wall. Second oh, yeah. story, oh, yeah, yes. And then second story was the, the, phone. the phone. Yeah.
3: Also, the phone would be broken, not the finger. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, he was on a bender while I was sleeping. Yeah.
2: Maybe cut it mm-hmm. off or okay. like whatever.
3: Cool. But she thinks it's her blood on him. Okay. Yeah. So
2: he cut his finger, but it, her blood's everywhere. Yeah. yeah okay. Makes sense. Okay. okay. Following. I asked what he'd been doing while I'd been asleep upstairs. He said he had written me a goodbye note for all my, quote unquote, other boyfriends to see. <laughs> Forgot about Elon. <laughs> Listing names of all these men oh, and Bob. I had worked with. <laughs> oh, God. And they came uh, so that, quote unquote, they can frame them. And something about my ambition, and that maybe the messages will help them somehow. He was taunting me about his finger, "This isn't good enough for you." He started to walk out. He kept taunting me, "Is this good enough for you? This wait, is wait, how wait. much I if fucking your captor's love you." Just
3: walking out, um, you're not a hostage.
2: Is this good enough for you? This is how much I fucking love you? This is what a fucking idiot I am for loving you." I kept asking if he was OK, and obviously not, and telling him to stop, he got more paint. At some point, we got into the kitchen, and we were surrounded by broken glass. He said he wanted a Red Bull, and I said I would make him coffee. There was more argument, but he calmed down a bit after I made coffee while we waited for security to arrive. At some point, we sat down in the cof, um with coffee in the living area. I thought he was calming down, but he threw a coffee cup at the TV so hard it went straight through the TV. Jerry Judge is on the phone with Christy at one point in the recording, like his sister, and he says, I know she did that to the television. Whoa. So, girl, somehow the grass this ta- <laughs> is like expert level gaslighting. It's crazy.
3: Because it's so believable. And at the same time, like, Without the corroborating, like, everyone else, you're, yeah, you're just, like, oh, yeah. that you're, like, oh, shit, Johnny, well, like, don't do that. like, this is the, the
2: horror, like, this is horrible, and then it's, like, but wait, with everything else, it's, like, this didn't happen, so There's it's, not like... not so horrible if she's the one throwing things. <sighs> yeah. It's too much, man. Well, I mean, it's horrible, but, I mean, but not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. To, to Johnny, yeah. mm mm-hmm. Somehow the glass table got broken as well, though that could have been before we sat down. He got nasty again, and he wasn't making any sense. He thought I had had a guy over the night before. It was so crazy. I was crying. At one point, he took my phone and pressed record. So she says he did the record. I don't believe that for a second. The recording's five hours long, and it's her phone. You're not telling me you don't know that your phone's recording for five fucking hours, man. Five hours it's recording? You didn't look at your phone? Yeah. Like, shut up. What? Shut up. Yeah. I remember seeing security finally rush in. This was the first time I had seen other people in three days. (laughs) They asked me what had happened, and I told them about Johnny's finger. I had only seen his finger and had been cut off that morning when he held it up to my face. She totally changed her fucking story. Like, I can't with this woman. I
3: mean, it makes, like, Occam's razor, it makes way more sense that she throws the coffee cup against the TV and the security's like, hey, what's going on in here, kids? Like
2: Chillins. Yeah. Man. But, yeah, but but she did say he. she convinced him to call his security. So, by that point, he had called Jerry. I, I know okay. what happened. He yeah. called Jerry. Malcolm came over. Jerry soon followed. But, yeah. Gotcha. I didn't actually see the finger being cut off, but I was worried that it had happened the night before. I figured it might have happened when he was smashing the phone by the wall in the fridge so she's covering for herself. Security asked him where his finger was, asking him (laughs) (laughs) where he'd been walking. Um, Where's your finger? I stood behind them. Somehow, I just wanted it to be okay. I didn't want this to be the end, and I didn't want him to. Le- I didn't want to leave him if he needed help. I didn't know what he would remember, and despite everything, I didn't want him to be alone at the hospital. He went out the front door through security. Though security tried to stop him, he took out his penis. And they asked him what he was doing. He answered as if he was asleep. I need to fucking piss. It's my house. He peed just outside the front door. He then went back in and did it right in front of them to nervous laughter. He said he was trying to write my name, peeing on walls and carpets and walking out of the house. That didn't happen, according to Ben King. So whatever! Why is she like embellishing that much when there's other witnesses? Come on! I don't know. I did find out going through court documents. I can't remember where I read it, but it was one of the court documents. And I'm so sad we don't have a photo of it. There's a portion, either a partially nude or a fully nude portrait of Amber um, that someone painted a penis onto. I don't know <laughs> if it was her or him, but I appreciate it. i <laughs> like, where's the Internet. photo of that? I need that photo. Like, she didn't take the photo of that. It I'm just like, reminds ma'am. me of Big Daddy.
3: Have you ever watched that movie where they're like, want him to write your name? Like, oh, the <laughs> little boy. Yeah, oh, like, God. no,
2: this doesn't happen. Really. Um, they then ushered me back into the little theater room of the house. One of the, one of the guards went and talked to Debbie Lloyd, who was there now... With Doctor Kipper, someone tried to get me to take medication. Jerry Judge came in saying that they needed to get Johnny out of there. They took him to the hospital. They took him to the apartments in the hospital, but whatever. I wanted to get out of there too, but I didn't want to abandon him. I wanted to make sure he was okay. Not but- a hostage, girl. You don't <sighs> want to get out of there. Yeah, like she's she is now saying like she wanted to leave and like she's like, but she didn't want to leave him. Shut the fuck up, Amber. But all of them were telling me that it was best that I go. Yeah, because you're crazy. I remember. Because you're the instigator. You know I mean? or you're, like, you're like the other part of this. Yeah. Like- and if not, they would have taken you to the hospital. Like, that's where I'm like, no, the, the attention would have been focused on you. Or both. Or both. They would have yeah. just taken both of them. If yeah. They were like, oh my gosh, this domestic violence
3: situation. Like, yeah. yes, PR, but he's missing a finger. She's drugged through glass. Like, we got to get them both checked out. Yeah. You'd think. You would think. Just
2: saying. I remember that I found the nightgown sometime that day. There were pieces of it wrapped around something, and I realized that it was the steak I'd planned to cook. No one else has cooperated this, but anyways. He had ripped the nightgown into pieces and put raw meat in it. He had also gone around and painted on all my clothes in the closet. I haven't seen any of that, but okay. He had taken out a lot of them and put them in the tub and smeared paint on them. He had hidden more bits of raw meat in places like in the bathroom closet. It was our bedroom closet. It was really messed up. I am aware that Johnny said that during this whole ordeal, I was throwing bottles at him and one of the bottles severed his fingers. That is not true. He was the one throwing bottles, not me. He has also said that I put a cigarette out, out on his cheek. That is also untrue. That night I managed to sleep. I think I was given something, but I was still waking up in constant panic. I got through the night and packed the next day. Johnny's driver took me to the airport. I went home to LA and I was in touch with Johnny's team to ask how he was, but I wasn't really sure being told what was happening. Johnny didn't stay in the hospital in Australia long. He came back to LA, um, the LA house after just one night. I don't think that's true because he had March 19 he went to see the surgeon. I know he did go like shortly after he went back to the the West Hollywood Hills home it's where he like held off a day or two yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he was having ongoing medical treatment and required a couple of surgeries for which he had to be somewhat sober for. He was supposed to be filming the latest Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but the production got put on hold for at least a month. I asked him what he was doing about work, and he told me that his team had given some excuse to the producers. He made some effort to apologize and try to fix things between us, but this did not last long. I want to tell you why that doesn't make sense. Hold. Hold, <laughs> please. Right after this event, Johnny texts Christy Depp, or Dembroski, excuse me. Hi. Hi. Cancel the prenuptial. Most likely we should investigate an annulment. Beyond that, I'd really love to speak for 10 minutes. Question mark, question mark. Whenever you get a chance. XXX. I think he was fucking done. And I don't know why he got back in this. Oh yeah, get out while you can. I like I wish this had ended here. Like this is ridiculous. So that's Amber's statement on the mess. That's a lot from Amber, yeah. It's a lot. Um, let me touch on what Johnny had to say real quick here. So this is Johnny's statement from the UK trial. I understand from my solicitors that the defendants alleged that when Miss Hurd and I were in Australia in March of 2015, I had had subjected her to a three-day ordeal of physical assault, which left her with injuries, including a broken lip, swollen nose, and cuts all over her body. Miss Hurd and I were in Australia in March 2015 when I was working on the Pirates of the Caribbean film series. There was a significant argument between me and Ms. Hurd on the 8th of March, 2015, during which I sustained a severe injury, as described below. The defendant's allegation that this happened on the 3rd slash 4th of March, 2015, is inaccurate. I did not subject Ms. Hurd to any physical abuse throughout this period. I was not violent towards Ms. Hurd in any way during this time or at any time, and Ms. Hurd did not suffer any injuries. This was a highly difficult time for me with Ms. Hurd, um, and there were a series of arguments instigated by Ms. Heard, But I did not commit any act of violence against Ms. Heard. The only person who was harmed in Australia, grievously so, was me in March of 2015 when, as described below, Ms. Heard threw a vodka bottle at me that cut my finger off when the bottle exploded on the bar, which my hand was resting. Ugh. So, we've been talking way too long. <laughs> Seems a little more explainable, a little more plausible. Little was, right, and not as much like I mean, this isn't his full statement. We'll get into that in part two, but like not as like detailed as like
3: <sighs> there was a green phone. And like, yeah, okay. Um, the sky was blue, um, and there <laughs> was like painting and rom. I was in, in my a aunt, remote yeah.
2: location, twenty minutes away from so. <laughs> twenty minutes away. Please,
3: right? So, did Johnny get his finger back? Um, did they find it or was it
2: smashed? They found it. Ben King found it. Poor No, ben. it was like off. What do we all I always just feel bad. Oh, I did want to say so at the end of Amber and I'll touch on it again, but at the end of Amber's statement she talks about going home. So they were able to convince her to go home with Ben King accompanying her. Okay, he had to go. And we'll touch on that in the next part because Jerry even says in the audio, he says uh, ah, in case she goes, in case she wiles out, like yes. somebody body wrap her up and get yes. the white jacket. Wow. Yes. And Jerry had offered to go with her, except Jerry had told Christy Dombrowski just a little bit before oh, he ruined no. his stomach, that she had called Johnny a fat old man and that his career was like washed up or how he was a has-been. So, Jerry was like, this bitch said this, like whatever. And then that of course got back to Johnny. Yeah. So Amber was not impressed with Jerry at that point in time. So Jerry didn't go back with her. Ben King did. But during the flight, she says to Ben King, Have you ever been so angry with someone that you just lost it?
3: Dude, she lo- she lost it in she lost it in the airport. We already talked about yeah. that. This girl loses yeah. it.
2: She loses it. Yeah. Well she goes, she goes. Can what you imagine, imagine? the
3: bodyguards and everybody there like not I? Oh man. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. Not me. Do they do that in Canada? Do you know what that means? (laughs) Like not me. You're like, not me.
2: (laughs) Do they do that in Canada?
3: (laughs) But seriously, like they were like, yeah, we're not flying back with her. Like
2: somebody draw straws. (laughs) So yes, part two, um, we're going to get into Johnny Depp's statement, the recording, we'll play some clips of that, more texts that we need (laughs) to go through. There's a lot of stuff going on with this. I'm really glad you stuck through it. If you're still here, how did you like the wine? I really like this wine. Clearly
3: we um, finished finished it it. And and yeah, it's $17. Oh, how you can't can you not, eat not it. like this, and it's really unique because of the rum. Mm-hmm. It's like spicier,
2: yeah. And I love it because he's filming the parts of the Caribbean. I know. So I thought that was like so on point for it. Um, it was but yeah, intentional. it was ugh, definitely got it girl themed, right? Yes. But it was it's so good. I would buy. Oh, I buy it again. Uh, yeah, we probably will. Yeah. So. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working-from-home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash I-T-T, that's
3: better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional.
2: And for listeners of Innocent Till Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I-T-T. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I-T-T. Make sure you're following our socials because we have a lot of updates on there. Um, We also post missing persons awareness, so that's really important to us. So important. And we will be dropping, as usual, when we talk about stuff like this, um, the National Domestic Hotline. Um, Please be safe people suck don't trust yeah. me <laughs> it just sucks so be safe out there and um yeah yeah rate subscribe like do all the things so you don't miss an episode of this craziness
3: wow I had no idea it was this crazy it's pretty crazy
2: yeah so till Until next time. time cheers cheers
1: A